Martin banks it off. Sutter is up with it there. Right around in front. Live in the entertainment capital of the world. Leading goal scorer on the team. Drew one in front. It's the TC Martin Show. A tie game on the power play. Hodgson was at the front of the net. They are even. It's time to get your daily prescription from the doctor. A power play goal by the captain. TC Martin. It's brushed on back by Richard Fuchs. Right up front. Younger fed inside of the net. Is now in. And glad to have you with us on this thunderous Thursday edition TC Martin show. VGK Frank, that's what he is today. That's what you are for the next month. As long as the Golden Knights are still alive. Still alive? What are we talking about? They're rolling right now. Golden Knights trying to close it out. Game number six tonight, T Mobile Arena. Puck drop 608 tonight. So if you're going to T-Mobile, get out there early, and I'm going to heed Frank's advice. I'm going out early tonight. I usually like to, you know, push the envelope a little bit. You know, I don't like sitting around for the, a lot of the pregame stuff. So I'm, see, that's because you got spoiled. Yeah, because you were spoiled because you used to just hang out with Double B over at the Cosmopolitan, <laughs> grab a bite to eat, have a cocktail or two, and then just mosey on over to the arena. Things are a little bit different. I never right had a now. cocktail, though. You know me. I was a, I was an iced tea guy. Well, you know, I so you, you you had a frosty beverage. Well, it was iced tea. Hmm. Whatever. I had, I had food. That was that was the main event. Well, <laughs> obviously, that's always the main thing in your world. But um, yeah. So, but no. But you know, and and now things are a little bit different. Mm-hmm. And since the aria is not just for media parking anymore, it's definitely come uh, a little bit. Uh, more difficult finding a choice parking space, or if you get there too late, finding any parking space. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> I have a feeling a lot of people that are going to the game tonight will be leaving their place of employment early with the 6 o'clock start. Yes. Um, I did enjoy going to game number four because I got out early. <clears throat> I did the mad dash. I think you did too. I think we both exited a little bit early to beat the crowd. I and can neither deny nor confirm that. <laughs> I know. We shouldn't say that, right? <laughs> It's quite all right. The game was totally in hand. We were fine with that, right? Yeah. I mean, I, I definitely saw Marsha Scholl's hat trick. Yeah. So saw the I. hat tricks thrown on the so ice and I. everything. Right. So, we and I know that Brown scored the goal where Grubauer went uh, into the net. Yeah. I didn't miss any goals. Neither did you. So, you know. We're so fine. Not. And we beat traffic. That was a good thing. And, and, that, and that's a big thing, too, you know, because uh, that traffic, uh, uh, the higher up on the parking garage you are, the more you have to wait for traffic sometimes. So, mm. it can, you know, it's a difference between getting out of there in 30 seconds or an hour in 30 seconds. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Today on the show, we will be breaking down the Vegas Golden Knights. We're going to go all over this thing tonight. Game six, the closeout situation for the Golden Knights. They have not always been... A, a great bet to in these closeout situations. We'll see if they can get it done tonight. But they did get the job done against Minnesota. It, took, it was game seven, right? Yeah, that was and, the first time that they closed out a game at right, home. Right. However, in all fairness, right. they've only had three closeout opportunities at Correct. home. Correct. You know, yeah. so, yeah. so they failed in the first two. So. Yeah. All right, so we'll see what happens uh, tonight. We will talk boxing. Bob Aaron will join us, the legendary Hall of Fame promoter, my main man. Looking forward to talking with him. Three big ESPN cards coming in the next three weekends. We've got 
Fight tickets to give away two for Shakur Stevenson coming up this Saturday night at the Virgin Hotels in Las Vegas, formerly the Hard Rock, formerly the Joint, now the theater, uh, ESPN top-ranked cards Saturday night. So we'll talk to Bob regarding that, plus two the next two weekends, more top-ranked ESPN fights. Uh, Vasily Lomachenko will be here in two weeks. And then the big announcement forthcoming any day officially now for Tyson Fury, Deontay Wilder 3. So we will talk to Bob Arum about that today. Now, as far as the fights this Saturday, what are you most looking forward to? Are you looking forward to seeing live boxing again? You looking forward to checking out the Virgin Hotel Casino? You looking forward to checking out the new theater, which is the former joint? A combination of all of them? Meeting up with some friends in the boxing room that you haven't seen for a while? There's a lot of things to look forward to since, you know, the first big boxing event since the pandemic here right. in town. You're right. That the public has, the doors have been open, you know, for the public. And for the most part, it's been very, very limited media. And it's still going to be limited media this time around. But yeah, I'm looking forward to that. And I, I'm actually kind of looking forward to, um, you know, kind of like sitting in the crowd as well, too. Because a lot of times, you know, with, with the media, at the bigger venues, I mean, we're sitting, you know, close to ringside. But like at this venue, sometimes, uh, you know, with COVID restrictions, still they like to put uh, the media upstairs a little bit and that sort of thing. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to, you know, actually rolling around and all of the above that we, you just said. I want to check out the venue. I want to see if there is much of a difference between the Hard Rock and now the Virgin. Uh, as you know, we've seen all kinds of great, not only sporting events but concerts in that venue as well too. And it does play well for boxing. It always has. So I'm looking forward to that. Yes, um, looking forward to seeing a lot of my boxing brethren and, and sisters, if you want to say as well, too. So all of the above. Your boxing yes. peeps. My bo- boxing peeps. Exactly. Yeah. And uh, invited my, my guy, uh, Kenny Adams, you know, the, the Hall of Famer himself. Kenny hasn't really been out, too. You know, with the whole COVID situation, he's popped by with us on a couple occasions uh, to be on the show, but he's looking forward. Uh, he knows Shakur Stevenson very well as well, too. So it's like, yeah, this is, is, I'm looking forward to Saturday night. And the cherry on top, which we found out yesterday, if there is a Game 7, Game 7 is going to be at 4.30 in the afternoon. Remember, we were, I was kind of sweating that. I was like, oh, no, Game 7. If there is a Game 7, then that could conflict with the boxing. Now I'm good. Right. Yeah, so there you go. So so, you go. so so that all looks good. So, yeah. but yeah, my only concern, and it's not a fear or nothing like that, but because I've heard some good things about the Virgin, I've known some people that have been over there. I I just don't want to walk in there, and kind of be like disappointed, disappointed yeah. that I don't see all of the rock and roll memorabilia because I'm such a big rock guy. You know, yeah. it's like where is Hendrix's suit? Where's Prince's stuff? Where's this? You know. Because there was so much iconic stuff there from the rock world. And to walk into that building, because I remember when they built it, you know, with the circle bar and everything else there, and to not see that stuff on display might be a bit of a shock to my system. Yeah, no, and I hear you. That's a great point with that, too. And, you know, it's tough. When you take over an iconic property, one that's been there for such a long time, that really had a theme. You know, there was a niche. There was a theme for that place. Well, remember, and originally it was just it was a, a great cafe brand. on the corner. Correct. And then they built the whole hotel no, casino <laughs> behind it because it, like, it's it's not big enough here. Yes. We need more. It's funny you say that because when I was talking to Kenny Adams today, he goes, where's the fights at? Again, he goes, I go, well, you know, it's the Virgin. 
What's that? You know, that, you know, Hard Rock. He goes, oh, okay, yeah, Hard Rock Cafe. That's what he said. So, like, three times in the conversation, he goes, okay, I'll see you at the Hard Rock Cafe. And it's like, yeah, I'm not even going to correct you. I just, you know the location. I'll, I'll see you there yeah, Saturday yeah, night. Yeah, once you get to the intersection, you're going to realize, yeah, that's not there anymore. So, you know, Kenny, I mean, he's getting up there at age right now, too. And, you know, he, he might see that and might turn around. He's like, wait a minute, where's the Hard Rock Cafe? It's not here. I'm, I'm, I'm out of here. I'm on the corner. Where's the ring? I'm going to go home and watch it on TV. <laughs> So good points there, Frank. Yeah, appreciate that. I actually the first time I saw Johnny Lang was at the Hard Rock Cafe. Wow, because he was like he yeah. was still sixteen years old the or fifteen bl- or whatever young the heck he bluesman was. at that yeah. point in time. Yeah. His his father was in the band with him, and his dad said, "Yeah, the reason I'm here is because I make sure that after we're done doing yeah. the show, then Johnny goes to bed because it's past his curfew." Yeah. And I get to go out and enjoy Vegas. <laughs> so, yeah, that, that'll be the uh, first time there. So, yeah, Monday, we've got to do a, a little recap of the venue itself. And I'll roam around that venue. I'll check out some food options. No doubt about it. So, yeah, I'm curious. Is it the same? Is it different? You have know? they announced a, a yeah. concert lineup yet? I don't think they have there. Because yeah. the perfect band to open up the new theater at the Virgin. Madonna? It's got to be <laughs> Cherry Pop and Daddies. <laughs> <laughs> See. Didn't know where I was going with the Madonna thing. That's, that was kind of a slam. Dunk. I could kind of see Madonna, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. like I, a virgin. Get well, yeah. It? yeah. Well, I, 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 you remember when Howie Mandel was actually still a comedian instead of just doing yeah. like all these shows. I remember one joke that I thought that he said was pretty funny years ago at the MTV the, the Music Awards, and he said, "What happened to Madonna? Last year was like a virgin. Now she's like pregnant yeah. because she did Papa Don't Preach a year later." That's true. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> what do you play now? Oh, okay. Okay. Look at this. That's a cherry pop. Yeah. yeah. There we go. Tonight, T-Mobile Arena. Get there early. Beat your traffic. And beat whatever you got to do. And hopefully the Golden Knights beat the Colorado Avalanche. Are we going to have a game seven? We break it down for you right here on the T.C. Martin Show. You like that? I don't know. I went with a kind of a game show voice there. I don't know where that came from. I do actually like this. So, good call. Yeah. You know, not I, I like them too. Yeah. So I, I don't know if they're still together. <laughs> I have no idea. They could maybe do a reunion tour. I have no. I haven't heard anything from them in a long time. But then I'm a little bit out of the music scene. Like I don't know about you, but when I see like one of these music award shows on yeah. TV, half the time I look at I go, okay, I've heard that name. Yeah. Have no idea what any yeah, of them do. Yeah. And that's when you go back to Nickelodeon or, or you know whatever your TV yeah. land or whatever. You know. I mean, I, I tend to see them more like if I'm looking at TMZ Sports yeah. or something. Like I just saw White Whitecliff Jean. Well, you're and, you know, right, right, right. You know, and I, I saw. Well, no, he, he's now seriously talking about getting into the MMA world and wants to be a professional oh, MMA sure. fighter. There you go. It's like, why not? Everybody else is. I just think you uh, wanted to hear this because you love talking about popping cherries. Well, I mean, it's, it's, come on, it's, it's the Virgin. It's, it's a perfect opening act. I just don't know if they're going to have to change the name again after they perform. <laughs> All right, Game Six tonight. Closeout situation. Is it done or not? I have a feeling that Vegas is going to win because I think. Are you hooked on a feeling, though? Uh, No, no. Okay, BJ Thomas. Well, he just passed away recently, too. So may he rest in peace. Yeah, but um, no, I'm not. You don't don't need to play that one. (laughs) I'm not. I'm not not hooked on a feeling. I do like. I mean, this has been an interesting series because I think Vegas has dominated the majority of the play. First goals hasn't necessarily meant that much. I, if I'm Colorado, I'm very nervous right now. 
Because they have to get out strong, but even getting out strong hasn't necessarily worked the last couple games for them. They need to find a way to sustain and play a full 60 minutes. And the thing is, they've got to find a way to beat Marc-Andre Fleury. Not just on a fluke shot here and there, but they have to sustain it and then play defense in front of Grubauer and not turn the puck over. I don't know if they're capable of doing that right now because I haven't seen it in the last couple games. And if you don't think that the Vegas Golden Knights are loose and ready for this game, and I think in a game six like this, an elimination game, that's important to be that way. Uh, Vince Sapienza just sent out a video of Jonathan Marshall hiding hiding the sticks of Marc-Andre Fleury and uh, Coughlin today. They come out, they're looking for their six, and they get... So they're still having fun. I mean, these guys are about as loose as a team can be going into an elimination game for a team that historically hasn't been that great in elimination games. Yeah, and you know what causes that? Winning. Winning oh, absolutely. And, and I well, know... but, but also a goalie like Marc-Andre Fleury yes. causes it. He keeps everybody yeah. else loose yeah. and feeling good and feeling like... Again, you look back and then you see him between the pipes, you go... Three Stanley Cups, probably going to be third all-time in wins. He's breaking records almost every time he hits the ice. Why shouldn't we feel confident? And and at his age now, he's playing better than he has arguably in his entire career. When you get a team that is just rolling right now, and again, that win, winning cures everything. It cures the blues. It cures, you know, people kind of hanging their head a little bit, or you know, even if certain players aren't playing real well, your teammates are picking you up. That camaraderie really starts to build when you're winning. And the Houston Astros are going through that right now as well, too. And just hearing Dusty talk about this the other day about how everybody is so loose right now. They're playing good. Like same thing, like uh, Yuli Gurriel's birthday the other day. And they're just like, you know, having a party for him in in the clubhouse with cake and everything of that nature. And then it carried over into the dugout and they went into Boston. They scored another eight runs. I mean, they're on they're on a roll right now. They're 11 games over 500 playing well. And it's all because, you know, this this chemistry, this vibe, they got everybody healthy back. You mentioned the Golden Knights. They're winning right now. They're one game away from advancing on. I used to see so much of this in the locker room at Lambeau Field with the Packers. And when did you see these guys like kind of playing playful pranks on each other or doing this stuff? When they were winning. When they were losing or things were bad or there's any controversy or any, you know, clouds or circus going on. None of that stuff, you know, happened. You can always tell when you walk into a clubhouse or a locker room that, you know, or, you know, practices, that sort of thing, how a team is performing. I see with the aces all the time as well, too. Oh, for sure. I mean, it, it's the exact the, the same thing. Winning, it's so cool. It's very cool. Yeah, the old adage of winning cures everything. There's yeah. a lot of truth to that. And you know where you can really see it even more so a little bit? In individual sports. Because in team sports, you see it, but, you know, certain players are looser. You know, people are a little bit different. But, like, again, I'll, I'll go back to tennis because I'm a big tennis fan. When somebody's winning and rolling, the injuries in that, they kind of play through them. They might have them nagging, but then they're going. But, boy, when they miss a point, all of a sudden that hammy's a little tighter. They call a trainer over in that. It's the mental aspect of it as well. When you're winning, you think, I can do anything and I can get through this. I can work my way through it. But when you're losing, it becomes the excuse for, well, this is why I'm losing because, look, I'm injured, I'm hurt or something like that here. You certainly know it up in Green Bay with the guy who's the off-season drama, all this. Aaron Rodgers, when was the last time you didn't see this guy limping around the field, especially in a big game or something like that, and then he makes a 16-yard scamper for the first down and the media's like, oh, what a guy. Look at that effort. Look at this. I mean, my God, in baseball, the bloody sock yeah. from years Kurt ago. Kurt Schilling, yep. I mean, come on. 
So he's got a little cut. Are you kidding me? I mean, but it's amazing how all that stuff, it does get, it's out in the front. And, and yeah, I mean, when you're winning, you play through stuff. When you're losing, uh, that's why I lost. I wasn't 100%. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. I mean, how often are people really 100%? Oh, well, no one is 100%, especially once you get uh, you know, to this you know, point of the season. I mean, once well, you've played a couple games. I'm talking about just people in general. Yeah, I yeah. woke up this morning. I'm not 100% today. My head is killing me. Yeah. All right. <laughs> but we don't need to put you on the IL yet, right? Okay. Are you, are you a game time decision? You got upper no, body no, or I'm lower here. body? No, I'm here. That'd be upper body, right? I'll, per, I'll perform. If, if, we're, if we're going well, to the it, NHL, it'd be it's, upper it's body. The top, it's the top of my head. It's about as upper yeah. as I can get. Yeah. So Depends, though. If you're laying down, would that be. Well, it depends upper? would be lower body. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's very nice. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully, you don't. <laughs> We don't go into any detail and have any <laughs> photographs of that, okay? No, I, 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 yeah. I, I'm old. I'm not that old. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Craziness. All right, so I'm not going to be the black cloud here, but this game— Are you going to be the silver lining? Could be. Could be. <laughs> but the Colorado Avalanche, they're going to show up tonight. They're going to show up. There has not been one time this year— that the Avalanche have lost four games. They've never lost four games in a row. We talked to never uh, played the Golden Knights in a four games in a row either before. That, that's you know, true. It, in a division where you're playing LA, Anaheim, St. Louis, Arizona, right? It's almost hard to lose four yeah. games in a row. Yeah. And <laughs> so we're going to talk to Scott Spritzer about this later. He, Scott's going to join us too from from the gambling side of it too. The Golden Knights are a dollar thirty five favorite tonight. And are you surprised that it's that low? I'm actually surprised that it's not a little bit higher. With winning the three games in a row, and again, the chance that, that basically they've outplayed them the last four. With three, three to two games where, I mean, we're, we're hitting posts, we're, we're all this stuff. I mean, game of inches like we always talk about doesn't surprise me just because. Okay, so the answer is no. Yeah, it, the answer is no. I say the answer is no. I mean, 130, <laughs> honestly, I mean, I thought maybe 150, 145, See, that's 150. that's what I was thinking. And, and was again, thinking that, not, that's but, why I said a, a little higher. I was, but, I was thinking about 145. But they still are the number one seed. I know barely their number one seed, the Colorado Avalanche. But, um, you know, you look at the series prices here. You could have had the Golden Knights at plus 500 last Friday before game three. And now, if you want the Colorado Avalanche, plus 425. And you can still get them. And there are people that are betting them because the logic is, if they get this game tonight... And they've won on the road before. They can get the game. Of course they can. Then, boom, game seven. Now you have all this plus money and you got home ice. What I'm trying to say here is I can't figure this out. I'm not going to for- force a bet on this game tonight because I cannot figure it out. It literally is a coin flip game to me. If I have faith in the Colorado Avalanche, like I thought I did in game number five, I thought backs against the wall, they're going to show up. And they did show up. They did show up. But then... They got crazy. They got stupid. Call it lazy. Call it careless. Reckless. They and they did. The puck over. And I and in in their losses, that's exactly what's happened. I've got to believe that they're going to really be focused tonight and not let that happen again tonight. And again, I don't care one way or the other. I'd love to see the Golden Knights win. And if the Golden Knights win in Game Six, that's fantastic. I can make that argument. Hey, there's some great value there for laying only 135 with a home team that you rarely see those kind of odds. I mean, think about it. They were they were minus 105, minus 110 in game number four here, and they got the job done. Same thing in game number three. So it is hard to figure what is going to happen. I guess what I'm trying to say is if Colorado shows up tonight and they win, it would not surprise me that we have a game seven, and deservedly so. It seems like 
it would be great to have Game 7s because, as we know, Major League Baseball, NBA, NHL, Game 7s are the best. They are the best. I don't care what round. I mean, they are the best. Obviously, yeah, sure. la- later on. Yeah, I mean, they're, in, in, they're the, in the championship meaningful. round, it's even yeah. more so. But, yeah, but, yeah. But, but of everything you said there, what I heard was if you're wise with your money management and you could have got Vegas at plus 500 and you could now get Colorado at plus 425, if you were patient enough and waited, you could have bet both of those teams with the plus monies they had and hedge the bets against each go. other and won. Correct. You would be a yeah. guaranteed winner right now right. if you would have had the patience to wait and see where the lines go That's with true. the way that they've gone like that. And you'd still be getting worse two to one on yeah. it. Yeah. You you could be be sitting on this thing right now. And again, look, look at that. Then you could go go six, go seven. I don't care. I don't care. I'm cashing a ticket yeah. at the end of it, it all. There you go. That's it. And so, that's one thing that I know Scott and all handicappers have said since I first got into town. Money management. That's that's it. That's the game. I mean, if you're a professional at this, that's where yeah. it starts yeah. and ends. Forget with. about the million-dollar player from the USA right. Today with Dan Pastorini years ago <laughs> where he had all that sort of stuff, and he was like, guaranteed winners here and there. It's about managing your money. Yeah. <laughs> so the Golden Knights, they got over the hump. They snapped that three-game uh, road losing streak in Colorado after game five. They snapped Colorado's home winning streak. We had talked about that 13 in a row. So, yeah, I, I, I understand where the Avalanche are at right now. I mean, they they were hanging their head after that game, but they know they, they've got to show up. And this whole season could all be for naught, and they could go by the wayside after losing four consecutive games. I mean, that's that could happen here. I and that would be a horrible yeah. way for them to end yeah. a President's yeah. Trophy-winning season. Yeah. The one thing Colorado knows for 100% certainty, they're going back to Colorado. They're going back to Denver after tonight. Yeah. The question is, are the Vegas Golden Knights joining them right. on that trip back right. there? And, and here's the thing, too, and I'll speak for you because I think we've talked enough about this series, that we nothing surprises us in this series, and we both thought that both teams you know, had the advantage or was going to win this series. And we talked about Colorado in, in Game 1, and then when Colorado got Game 2, it was like, well, even though the Golden Knights, you, know, you can make the argument they outplayed them. And even before the series started, it was like, Golden Knights are going to have a tough time beating Colorado. I mean, this is going to be the matchup because we saw the great regular season meetings when they split four and four, and going back to that Tahoe situation where Colorado was definitely the better team, you know, that weekend. And then when the Golden Knights came back and won three and four, we were both saying, you know, this Golden Knights are probably going to win this series. Yeah, before Game Four, I mentioned up there when yeah. we were talking amongst everybody, and I think I said it on the show here too. If they win tonight, I think they're they're winning this oh. series and probably going to the Stanley Cup Final. And again, that's not a slight against Montreal. I think it's just reality. I I think Montreal has been a nice story. I I think they're only going to the next round, the third round, because somebody from the Canadian division had to. Yeah, and it sounds like we're all over the place here, which which is true. But that's the beauty. Of playoff hockey and the the beauty of this series. You have two great teams that, and I like to say they are kind of mirror images of each other, the way they play, the way they skate. There's similarities. There are similarities, especially in goal. Strong in net. Yeah, exactly. Good, solid blue lines at the defense. Which makes it very unpredictable. Top top couple lines really dominate the way they go a little bit. More physical beyond that. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, both play with a lot of confidence. Skilled players, but also the, the guys that aren't afraid to go in the corner and do the 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 tough stuff, some young talent there, 
mixed in with some veteran talent. So, yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, there's there's definitely similarities between these two teams. Mm-hmm. And remember, too, when Vegas first came to town, and one of the things that Bill Foley said at the original, and I'm actually surprised that nobody has brought this up during this series. One of Bill Foley's first things when we all met at the top of the stratosphere <laughs> and we were looking out and people said, why are we up at the stratosphere? And he said, because we're not just the city of Las Vegas. We go far beyond what you can see here, and we are going to be the team of the Rocky Mountains. Right. And I thought, I remember saying to him when I interviewed him after that, I'm like, have you informed the, the Colorado Avalanche of this, that you're the team of the Rocky Mountains? But that's why he went with the AT&T Sportsnet, because they had all the coverage throughout yeah. the Rockies and all the states and that sort of stuff. And I'm surprised that with Colorado and Vegas meeting here, because they're normally in different divisions, but with this crazy year they're in the same, that nobody's brought up that this is kind of the battle for the Rocky Mountains. It, it really is. And with Bill Foley, got to remember, too, when, when he did that deal, that was really the only option that he had because he wanted to do a regional sports network, and Vegas didn't have one. And you weren't going to do the Southern California – you know, version of the regional sports network. So that kind of made sense. Well, he also literally you said know? that he went with the AT&T Sportsnet because that's what he could get on his ranch. Right, exactly. So that he could, yeah. if he did, if he went with anybody he, else, he wouldn't have been able to watch the games right. on his. It's true. At, at his right. abode and his in Montana, uh, acres and yeah, acres yeah, and yeah, acres right. of. <laughs> and, and let's be honest too, they had availability. I mean, if you watch oh, sure. that, they got plenty of availability on there, and that's why you see so many of the replays with the Golden Knights. Well, fit you in. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right, uh, some breaking news here. Uh, Colorado Avalanche uh, head coach uh, Jer- Jared uh, Bettinar was not at uh, morning skate today. They said he is now in cr- uh, COVID protocol. So he's a game-time decision. He's a game-time decision. Whoa. And think about this, about making those those line adjustments in the third period or you got to go OT or whatever – uh, not saying for sure, because, again, it could be a false positive. You don't know, but he was not at morning skate. So there is plenty of concern right now with the Colorado Avalanche as they get ready to hit the ice here in a couple hours. It's going to be weird if he's not playing and the entire team isn't watching the ice because they're turned around looking at the Zoom call from Bednar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's been a wacky type of year. You know? it, it, it just goes to show, it, folks. It still isn't over. No. The, the the insanity continues on. Game six of a playoff series, a second-round playoff series, and you may be playing without your head coach. But we saw this in the first round with the Golden Knights as well, too. You know? And well, we, just, we just saw Braden McNabb come back a couple games ago. You, you know? I right. mean, he was sitting out. You know, as important as Bednar is behind the bench, I, I think the key players might be more important, making sure that you have well, them on sure, the ice. Sure, but you want your head coach oh, there. You absolutely for want your an head elimination coach game. There. Yeah, no doubt. You know, so it sounds like uh, again. So I think more than likely he will probably be there. Uh, uh, there's some reports out there saying that that he expects to be cleared, uh, but there was a, like a testing era. era Irregularity. Thank Irregularity, you yes. Yeah, thank you that. <laughs> Can't say that regularly. So, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens. We'll continue to monitor this but right now. But, uh, but yeah, he missed the morning skate, so that caused all kinds of concern and havoc. And uh, it was COVID protocols. They're being safe. So, you know, a lot of testing going on right now. So Bednar might be bedridden. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. When we come back, we talk a little boxing with the legend himself. Bob Arum. Hey, this is Tyson Fury, a.k.a. the Gypsy King. And I'm here today ripping it up with T.C. Martin. California. All right. 
Tyson Fury is not here today, but uh, we got something better, of course. We got the Hall of Famer. We got the legend himself and top-ranked boxing's president, CEO, the man, the myth, the legend, Bob Aaron. Bob, how you doing, my man? Really good, really good. I just came from the new Virgin Hotel, which is going to be the site of three, uh, these next three weekends, Saturday night, uh, great championship boxing, uh, which will be uh, televised on ESPN. Yeah, Bob, looking forward to it. It's uh, five, four fight cards that you've, you're going to be doing here at the Virgin. You did one a couple weeks ago, and then you got sure. three more coming. Uh, tell us how the Virgin deal came about. Well, uh, it was strange. Uh, during the... Uh, uh, the basketball, the college basketball, uh, Coach K was in town. And uh, Elaine Wynn, who's a great friend of my wife and myself, invited us uh, to watch the, ga- the game uh, in a private room uh, at the Virgin at the steak restaurant. And the uh, Bosworth uh, Boz, uh, the uh, CEO, came there and started talking to me about boxing. And before you knew it, we made a deal for four shows uh, at the Virgin. Uh, the first one was May 22nd, uh, the great unification match between Taylor and Ramirez, which did a huge rating on ESPN. Uh, and now we have Shakur Stevenson, against an undefeated African uh, uh, on Saturday night. And then the following week, we have the monster, uh, Inoue, from Japan, uh, fighting the number one contender, a Filipino, the Shamres. Uh, and then uh, on the 26th of June, we have uh, the great uh, uh, Vasil uh, Lomachenko uh, fighting uh, the, the uh, hard-punching Nakatani from Japan, uh, who last was seen in Las Vegas during the pandemic, uh, knocking out Verdejo in a sensational fight. Yeah. So I mean, uh, it, it, it's it, the and the cards are really good. For example. Saturday night, people should come early, uh, as early as 3.30, because we have these preliminary fights that are going to be on ESPN+. And in two of the fights, we have uh, young men who will be off to Tokyo representing the United States on the Olympic boxing team, uh, Troy Isley and Duke Reagan, two terrific young fighters, and, uh, you know, now uh, pros with a limited uh, experience can uh, perform at the Olympics. Uh, and those two young men will be representing the United States boxing team at the Olympics. Yeah, it's great, Bob, that we have boxing back. And, you know, we've talked about it so many times with you before that, you know, during the pandemic, I mean, you jumped right in along with ESPN. And even though 
we didn't have these shows that were open to the public. At least, you know, boxing was back now with uh, full capacity back. Uh, don't you feel that this kind of has the feeling the way it was back in the day? You, know, you remember those days when we had those regular shows and you did these regular shows at, at various places. I mean, I'll go back to the Aladdin and the Hacienda and then, of course, you know, the, yeah, the, the exactly. major show. Yeah, I mean, this, you know, this feels like those days again, which for us boxing purists and enthusiasts, we love it. Yeah, particularly, you know, since we now have uh, ESPN so active in the field, the top-ranked programs for it, uh, Fox uh, does a lot of shows, Showtime. Uh, so there's a lot of activity uh, in boxing, and I think that's very good. Bob, obviously the fighters are excited to be fighting on ESPN where they can be seen by everybody, but how excited are they? Uh, what's the buzz around the weigh-ins and everything else even? Just the fact that they're going to be fighting in front of live crowds again. I think that's great. And as an added bonus, we just entered into a uh, four-year agreement with Sky Sports, the big uh, sport channel, uh, in um, the UK, and all of our fights for the next four years, starting with Saturday night, will be seen uh, in the UK on Sky Sports. All right, great stuff. All right, Bob Arum uh, joins us, top-ranked boxing. Remember, three great weekends coming up, and it starts this Saturday night. Shakur Stevenson against Jeremiah Nagathelia. Nagathelia, 21-1, 10 straight knockouts. And we know all about Shakur Stevenson at 15-0. and Bob, talk a little bit about this main event. Well, you know, it, 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 Shakur, it, I predicted, will be the face of boxing within the next three or four years. He's enormously talented, uh, and he's a hard-working kid. Uh, but again, uh, and this is test uh, traditional for uh, uh, up-and-coming superstars. He, he faces a, a tough, tough guy in this knockout artist uh, from Nambia, uh, who, as you said, has won his last 10 fights uh, all by knockouts. So, uh, you know, uh, Shakur will have his hands full, and it should be a very interesting fight. And then the the main undercard fight uh, is also terrific. It's a 140-pound battle. Jose Pedraza, who's two-time world champion, be fighting against Julian Rodriguez of New York, who uh, is undefeated and a big knockout guy. Hammer hands. So that, That's what he's called. Hammer hands from New York. Hammer right? hands. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> terrific. You know, and again, you know, they have a Puerto Rican and a Dominican fighting. And uh, uh, you say, what the hell are they doing out on West fighting? Well, because. Uh, we weren't sure anything else was going to be open. Now New York and New Jersey is going to be open for sports. So uh, these guys uh, will be seen, uh, uh, at least the winner will, uh, this uh, fall and winter, probably in Madison Square Garden. All right. Bob so I, I'm really pumped. 
All right. I know everyone's pumped for live boxing back here. Crowds back in the building. Outstanding. And as you know, Bob, people are very excited to see Tyson Fury again. Yeah. Uh, I mean, let me tell you what, 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 because, and I'm trying to figure out why. The, the demand for tickets and the buzz for Fury's fight with Wilder now is even greater than it was uh, last year when they fought February 22nd at the MGM Grand. And I'm trying to figure out why the demand is, is greater now. And I think it's really because uh, Fury has, in effect, become a Las Vegan. Yeah, he's identified himself with the American market, with Las Vegas. He's bought himself a home where his family's going to live uh, uh, starting uh, uh, sometime in the fall uh, in Las Vegas. Uh, and so he's endearing himself to the U.S. public. And the demand for tickets for the fight, and we haven't even announced it, we'll announce it on Tuesday uh, officially, and then there's a pre-sale. There are hardly any tickets available. (laughs) And, you know, and the uh, uh, T-Mobile seats for boxing close to 20,000. So we're talking July 24th, T-Mobile Arena, Fury Wilder 3, right? And like I said, you know, it's not official yet, but Tuesday, uh, basically the world's going to know about this, right? Exactly correct. Okay, great. So talk about the difficulty that you went through with this process of gearing, not just this fight, Bob, but just getting Tyson Fury his next fight because we know that he's been pretty inactive, and it's a little bit strange because, remember, when you signed him, this guy was... It was beautiful because he was the most active fighter out there, and yeah. especially for heavyweights, we didn't see this. I mean, Fury had six fights between 2018 and 2020. Basically, it was even less than that, almost a little more than a year and a half where he had these six fights, and now he's gone over a year without fighting. Talk a little bit about that. Well, you can talk about the pandemic. You know? Yeah, yeah. It, it was tough getting him over here, and, you know, uh, it was tough doing a fight uh, without a gate, with you know considering uh, the purse structure for Tyson, uh, and uh, and then of course we we assumed based on the contract that there was no obligation on his part further to fight Wilder, uh, so we worked very hard to make a. A Joshua unification fight happened, uh, and then uh, uh, the Wilder people took it to arbitration. The arbitrator said that no, they we he still had the obligation to fight Wilder, and so that's why the fight's happening. Now, you know, people say, "What what did you think of that arbitration ruling?" Well, it's like a baseball. If a pitcher throws a ball right over the plate, which is a strike, and the umpire calls it a ball, then what is the pitch? It's a ball because the umpire called it a ball. No matter how you might object, the fact that it was really a strike because it was right in the strike zone. Same thing. We didn't think 
that there was much of a chance that we would lose the matter before the arbitrator. The arbitrator thought differently. So we were, Tyson Fury was obligated to give Wilder another shot. And that's what we're going to do on July 24th. Bob, you mentioned the fact that Tyson Fury has ingratiated himself in this community, become part of Las Vegas, and I'm sure that's part of it. But it also seems like he's more well-known than he was before, too, with viral videos like when he's hitting the punching bag and it comes out of the ceiling, with you know going to a Golden Knights game and sounding the horn. And just overall, I think his story's out there more. Maybe it's because of the pandemic a little bit where people were kind of locked up and watching more stuff, but it seems to me like his story has reached more of the masses than that, too, and I think that's also led to his popularity a lot. Well, I think that's true. That's so. And because, you know, he is the kind of character that he is, uh, uh, you know, when people get an opp- got an opportunity to see him in action, you know, he's, he, he's as Las Vegas as El- Elvis Presley was. <laughs> You know, there's something about Tyson Fury which sort of, uh, you know, makes him uh, sort of synonymous with Las Vegas. You know, big, brash, uh, say, you know, but yet with the ability to entertain. And that's like Vegas is. No, and he does fit perfectly. And I remember when he had his first fight here, when you guys kind of did the press conference where you guys were just sitting on stools up there, and it was it was more like like a, a talk show, and it was so fun, and and this was you know very uh, it was unique at that point in time. And this very guy, casual, he very casual, and he just relishes this opportunity. Like we when we've yeah, had him absolutely. on and we talked to him, it's it's great. It, 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 he's a perfect fit not only for for Vegas, but just the the world of professional boxing and in yeah, in a great marriage yeah. with you guys uh, as well. There's no question about and it. And he has the same ability to connect with the public, like Muhammad Ali. Had. Right, absolutely. You know, and that's something that can't be faked. It's got to be natural. All right. Uh, so, Bob, we talked about uh, Tyson Fury, Vasily Lomachenko. He's coming back here in a couple weeks. Looking forward to seeing him. Uh, you got a great stable of fighters, as we know. Shakur Stevenson will see him Saturday night. And I know a lot of people want to know what is up with Terrence Crawford. What can you tell us uh, about Terrence? And when is he going to get back in the ring? And what's the relationship with him like now? Well, we have a meeting uh, tomorrow morning in my office. Okay. And, what time uh, do you want me there? <laughs> and we hope to have him back in action beginning of October. And, uh, you know, we'll announce all the details after we iron everything out uh, at the meeting tomorrow. All right. Great stuff. All right, Bob, uh, switching gears a little bit. Uh, I know you're a longtime New York Giants uh, fan. You love the New York sports and everything. And uh, a, a very good friend of ours here, uh, Jim Fossil, passed away a couple days ago. We did a tribute to Jim the other day on the show. I just spoke with him last week, believe it or not. Uh, and I know that you love those giant teams. Uh, do you got a, a few words that, uh, or memories about Jim Fossil? Yeah, he was a great coach. Uh, I really didn't know him personally, but obviously I'm a tremendous supporter of the of the Giants. 
you know, I've had season tickets since 1957, if you could believe it. And when they were playing in Yankee Stadium, and now I have eight uh, seats in the Meadowlands, even though I don't live in New York. But uh, so I followed the Giants, and I remember that year when they had looked like the team was sort of mediocre. Uh, and he sort of, uh, and they didn't start off great, and he sort of willed them uh, into the playoffs. And they caught fire in the playoffs uh, and made it to the uh, Super Bowl. Uh, I think it was in Tampa the Super Bowl was held. Right. Uh, and uh, uh, the Ravens were way too much for the for them, and they lost to the Ravens. I was there for that Super Bowl uh, in Tampa. Uh, took by his son and. Uh, uh, he, they were really overperformed at that point, and it was all due to uh, the coach they had, Jim Foss. All right, great memories there, Bob. Uh, great memories. All right, my friend. Uh, again, top ranked boxing ESPN this coming Saturday night. Actually, for the next three Saturdays, the Virgin Hotels, Las Vegas. Do you like that venue, Bob? Is it is it similar to the Hard Rocks Joint? Did they do anything to it? Because it's better. It's better. It's better. It, um, they they've really made upgrades. Every seat is a great, great seat. The hotel is. Uh, uh, tremendous. They have good restaurants, and uh, uh, I think the setup in the casino is a lot better than it was at the Hard Rock. But people should come over and watch it. There's still a couple, a few hundred tickets left, uh, and uh, it's a great night of boxing. Um, you know, people uh, should come over. I mean, it's it, it's a real experience. It's like we have. Uh, all these young guys fighting in the early fights, including two future Olympians, uh, and then uh, the semi-main and the main event. Uh, following week, we have this phenomenon, the the kid they call the monster. Yes. Uh, Inoue from Japan. The beautiful boxer, and as you get sort of mesmerized by his boxing ability, Boom, he hits you and knocks you out. I mean, for a 118-pounder, which is the Bantamweight champion, to, to knock out virtually all his opponents is unheard of. But Inouye does that, and he's in with a tough Filipino, the mandatory contender. And so that should be a, a really interesting fight. And we have a women's championship with Michaela Mayer, uh, who's a former U.S. Olympian? She'll be fighting on that uh, on the card. Uh, so uh, again, the 19th is a great show, and then on the 26th we had Lomachenko against Nakatani, which is a terrific lightweight match, and then a uh, middleweight elimination match uh, with uh, Rob Brandt, the former champion fighting against this Kazakhstan phenomenon, uh, Janabek from Kazakhstan, who is can punch like a mule with both hands. It should be very, very interesting. 
Hey, Bob, I've noticed you've said a, sub, a couple times now that you have a couple fighters on the card that are going to be uh, representing the USA in the Olympics. What is the excitement level for young fighters right now of going to Tokyo for the Olympics? Because I know some people are excited about it, and some athletes are have their reservations about going over there. Well, these guys were top amateurs. They've uh, turned pro, and they have two or three professional fights. And uh, they told me this morning uh, that these two kids, Reagan uh, uh, Reagan being one and Heisley being the other, uh, have been selected for the U.S. team. And they'll be on their way to Tokyo soon after they fight here on Saturday. All right. Because, you know, pros who have limited uh, number of fights uh, number of professional fights can now uh, uh, participate in the Olympics. Right, and that is a, a change. Do you like that? Yeah, I think it's yeah. a good idea. Yeah, great stuff. All right, Bob, we'll let you go. Appreciate the time, as always, my friend, and we'll look forward to seeing you on Saturday night. We'll definitely be there. Looking forward to seeing Shakur Stevenson and Jeremiah Nakathelia. And uh, like you said, next couple of weeks, uh, we'll be there every Saturday night uh, checking all it all right. out. Well, that's, that's good, TC. Good. Good talking to you, man. Okay, buddy. I'll see you Saturday. Thanks a lot. Goodbye. All right. There he is, Bob Arum. And then Tuesday, the official announcement coming, Tyson Fury and Deontay Wilder 3. So knockout Saturday at the New Virgin Hotel Casino in the theater, and Vegas Golden Knights hoping to knock out the Avalanche tonight at uh, T-Mobile. There you go. There you go. Got to love it. And then Tuesday, the big uh, announcement of the – Wilder and uh and Fury three. There you go. Yeah. And, <laughs> and who knows crazy. What's, who, who knows what's yeah. gonna happen. Yeah. That's why I didn't say that. knockout in that fight, yeah. but uh well, it's likely, very likely very likely a knockout. No <laughs> yeah. question you, about you it. You might wanna you might not wanna bet the distance in it. All right. All right, uh great stuff. Look forward to that. All right. If you would like to go to the fights this Saturday night, we've got a pair of tickets for you. All you have to do is just uh, give us a call. 702-221-7283. Top-ranked boxing on ESPN at the new Virgin Hotels Las Vegas. 702-221-7283. We're not going to make you beg. We're not going to make you do anything. Uh, you want to go, uh, boom. We'll take, uh, we'll take the first caller to chime in with that, and uh, you'll be going to the Virgin Hotels uh, Las Vegas and check it all out. And it's going to be a great card, of course. Um, Presented by Bob Rank, Top Aram, and ESPN. And bring your Sharpie with you because you might run into the one, the only TC Martin there. <laughs> Not might you, you, you will. There you go. You might I'm gonna try to get take, you. I'm gonna try might, to get you there too might, as well. Might too. even see him take him some food pics or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's no doubt about that. All right. What do you got, Numchuck? Looks like he's. he's you, somebody wants to come on the phone. Maybe I guess. Maybe our winner. Yeah. Well. Okay. Let's see who we got. All right. Let's go to the phones and we'll, we're giving away. We'll do it live. We we'll get a pair of tickets here. All right. Who's this? It's Slug. Well, who we got? Slug. Slug. What's going on, man? What's up, buddy? Okay, buddy. Uh, you want to go see some boxing Saturday night? Hell yeah. Well, right. With a name like Slug, of course he does. I love Slug. Exactly. <laughs> uh, that's going to be great. We're going to leave tickets and we'll call for Slug. I love that. You know, everyone has a nickname here, so that's good. <laughs> that, 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 that's good. You got a, you got a quick boxing take for us, Slug? Uh, 
Not, not in particular. He put me on the spot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay, man. All right. You, you, I, hope you Tyson put, never come, I hope Tyson never comes back here. There, there's one. There you go. You, you kind of put yourself on the spot when you said you wanted to come on. So. Yeah, there you go. No, no problem. <laughs> All right, brother. All right, Nubchuck will get your information, tell you how to get your tickets, and we'll look forward to seeing you Saturday night for Top Rank Boxing Killer. ESPN. Thanks, guys. You got it, Slug. All right, there you go. All right. Cousin Punch is calling tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> as long as I don't have to deal with Pugsley, okay? Is Pugsley still around? I, I, he'd, be, he'd be older than Uncle Fester these days. So. <laughs> he could be older than Uncle Fester because Pugsley was younger than Fester. Well, Fester might be dead. When, that, when they die, don't they come back in that show or something like that? I don't know. Well, the Adams family probably. Who knows? Yeah, I He's, mean, I don't know. All right. I was always a cousin it guy. All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I want to thank Bob Arum uh, for joining us. Uh, next hour, we'll dive in a little bit more. Timothy Bradley's going to join us. Scott Spritzer as well. It's all happening for you on this thunderous Thursday edition of the T.C. Martin Show.